Hey everyone, it's Mike. And Alina. And we're back with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Alina, what are we talking about today? Today we're tackling the three pillars of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. All right, well, let's get ready to practice. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, For those who are are, uh, not aware, this is our first YouTube video, so Alina was doing a little dance in the... <laughs> during the intro, so that was. You uh, said you were gonna put music to it. You were gonna cut it back to music. Well, yeah. I mean, it's still, they'll hear the intro song. I mean, they'll get this on the video. They'll have this audio with the video, so it makes sense. Yeah. Lines up. Anyway, all right. So the three pillars of Lent: prayer, alms, and fasting. Yep. Um, well, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about history of this, right? Yep. There's some history. So let's talk about that. Some deeply rooted history. Um, So you're going to find prayer, fasting and almsgiving throughout all of the Old Testament. You're going to find it, you know, with Esther and Job and David. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes all the way back to Eve and the three temptations in the Garden of Eden. Mm. Um, where the serpent, which fun fact, apparently like it wasn't really a serpent. It was more like a dragon according to like the Hebrew translation into the Greek. Oh. And we kind of lost that, but it should have been more like a dragon. Um, well. not like a garter snake, but like a dragon. Um, <laughs> so found that in my research for this. Um, but the three wow. temptations from Eve. And then we see them again in Jesus is 40 days in the desert, which is why like Lent is 40 days long. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the three temptations um, from the devil against Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it goes all the way back to there. But then we can find it again. You know, if you throw all that out the window, you can just find this in the gospel where Jesus mm-hmm. is talking one of his parables. He says, give alms, pray to your father and fast without a gloomy face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in Matthew 6, 1 through 18. Mm-hmm. Um so it's there alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, one of the things as we were preparing, I was looking at Luke because it's also I found like in, Luke. Yeah, it was also found there. And so, you know, the three key um, temptations, you know, first, um, turning stone to bread. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, worshiping uh, Satan uh, above, you know, where Jesus is tempted with, you know, control of the whole world. Right. And the last one, of course, is throwing himself off the temple. Mm-hmm. Um and you know seeing that god would rescue him right uh and and it's very interesting in that you know the how each of the temptations represents each of the three pillars right you know and so turning the stone to bread was fasting yes um and how uh that that's kind of correlated there and that the second temptation almsgiving um it's the denial of the earthly treasures yes and then the third is um in terms of prayer Right. Where Jesus says, you know, you should not you shall not tempt or, or you know, your uh, the heavenly father. You should not tempt your father. Um, so that's regarding prayer. Um, so it's very interesting how all three of those line up with what we're called to do. And like you said, it's also found in all these other scripture passages. Right. That's exactly how the devil tempted Eve back in the garden, too. Mm. Um, and the um, symbology there is not lost on me that, you know, Eve mm-hmm. um, through original sin and then Jesus who comes to make all things new, you know, where Eve failed this task. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't. Um, we call these the threefold lust or the three concupiscences yes yeah um, very good yeah we that's a hard word <laughs> practice that one yeah, we, <laughs> the we three. did have to practice that that's, <laughs> we always I mean, you can butcher that one real quick that's a that's a big yes oh, it cool. is um yeah. 
you know, and um, so we have, you know, the sins of the flesh, the eyes and the pride of life. Like you mm. just talked about with, you know, um, this is how Eve was tempted. That's mm. how Jesus was tempted. Um, and in First John, it says for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not the father, but of the world. So that's where we get those three concupiscences mm. um, right there in John. Um and the key, though, to that is like, yeah, that's really bad. But what do we do? Well, yeah. the opposite of those um, is prayer, fasting and almsgiving. almsgiving, you know, like you kind of talked about, you know, the um, sins of the flesh. So these are bodily. These are things that are physical mm-hmm. um, sins, you know, whether yeah. that be sex or food or mm-hmm. sleep for some people. Mm-hmm. And then we alcohol, have alcohol, drugs. I mean, yep. Sins of the flesh. Yep. Sins of the flesh. Then we have the sins of the eyes. So these are the ones that you can see um, and that you can um, attain, you know, whether that be money or clothing, yeah. objects, material cars, possessions. material possessions, yeah. jewelry. I yep. mean, yeah, status, uh, a lot of status, symbols a lot of status yeah. symbols, but it can also be others, mm-hmm. you know, like you can, oh, the grass uh, is the, always greener. They have the a better family. Yeah. You know, I want Who more kids. I don't want with. kids. Um, yeah. You know, yes, exactly. Like, uh, oh, if I was only rich and famous, mm-hmm. if I was only these people. Yeah. So it can also be people, things that you can see. And then we have the pride of life. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get like the power, you know, mm-hmm. the greed of power, um, esteem, yep. false glory. Um, and it, you can see that a lot in our modern mm-hmm. culture, you know, just with uh, social media. Yeah. Um, everybody wants to be TikTok famous right now. They want, <laughs> very, you or know, YouTube stars, YouTube stars, you know, these false glories like yeah. where, um, oh, I just want to be that I want to have that many followers. I want to mm-hmm. have, um, you know, that much power or control over the media yep. or of, you know, um, politics, however that might look. Yeah. And again, how we combat these is through the three, three pillars that we are called to practice during Lent, Lent. Prayer, prayer, fasting, and, and almsgiving. Yeah, right. The, the forms of attachment of sin, um, there, you know, there's three forms of attachment, sin, world, and self. Yep. And uh, of course, like you talked about, they center around power, prestige, pleasure, and possessions. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that as you get further into this, and it, certainly as I was preparing, mm-hmm. you know, went back to the parable of the mustard seed. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and good stuff. Um, what you begin to see there is how um, where each of the each of the, the mustard seeds that fall, but they don't they don't take root. Right. So on the first one where it falls on the path um, and it's scorched. Well, that's attachment to sin. Like I'm desiring sin more than faith. Um, when uh, it's um, the the seed that fell in, into the thorn, it's attachment to the world, right? It's choked off. Oh, okay. By the surrounding environment, that's our world. So I'm attached to the world. Mm-hmm. And then the rocky ground, it's attachment to myself. Okay. And in my own personal wants ahead of uh, maybe God's desire, and and that's one of the things that kind of jumps out here. Uh, St. John of the Cross also um, kind of gave an, an analogy here uh, years ago. He said that uh, he gave an example of a bird that was tied to the ground. Okay. And th- when the bird's tied to the ground, it could not fly. So it can't really live the life of a bird. Right. And that makes sense. The same is said of, is said of us when we're attached to sin. Mm. We can't really go out um, and and be who we're created to be. Right. Because we're attached to one of these other three things, either sin, the world, or myself. Yes. And so I can't be what I was created to be because of that physical, that, that attachment to. Okay. Okay. I'm following. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh-huh. So well, that's one of the, just one of the things that really kind of jumped out, um, you know, in this, you know, review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we combat these three concupiscences? Concupiscence. Threefold lust. We'll just go with that. Um, Concupiscence. Again, through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Yep. Um, so prayer, through prayer, um, we gain humility. Um, and mm-hmm. this is where we get to hear God's desire over our own. And this is our mm-hmm. most powerful weapon against the devil. We know yeah. that prayer is uh, one of the greatest weapons we have in our arsenal. Mm-hmm. And this is going to help us protect against that pride of life um, that John's talking about there. Mm-hmm. Then we got fasting um, and, you know, we're going to fast from those deadly um, sins of the flesh, you know, mm-hmm. what gluttony, sloth, lust. lust. Um, so if you are struggling with those sins, this Lent, this is give it up. Yeah. You know, if you are this is a chance to, th- th- to repent, this is a chance to repent. And we see that a lot of cradle Catholics are great at prayer and fasting when it comes to Lent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I gave up sweets. Oh, I gave mm-hmm. up coffee. You know, all of these things that they, they might be, you know, these are worldly things that are tying you down. And that's great. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe take it a little, a little farther. further. Maybe yeah. you are being called to give up social media entertainment this yeah. Lent. You and gave you, up TV. My family gave up TV this that Lent. Is, that is impressive. Yeah. I mean, but what you're saying there, it, it, it harkens to what the catechism says. We're, these forms of, of prayer, the prayer, prayer itself, fasting and almsgiving, are, are meant to express conversion. Yes. And I think that's, that's what's missing in some ways, mm-hmm. is the di- desire for conversion. Right. And, and again, that comes from the catechism. Um, because it's in conversion, it's it's accomplished by those daily gestures. Yes, it is that gesture of reconciliation, concern for the poor, exercise of defense of of what's just and right. Mm-hmm. That that all begins when you begin converting yourself, changing yourself to grow closer to God. Um, and I think that's you know again to your point, it's taking a bigger challenge. I mean, the fact you gave up TV as a family because wait, how old are the kids? Um, uh, so hang on. Yeah. Six, seven and 12. Six, seven and 12. I mean, a 12 year old gave up TV. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, um, we, there's a little caveat there too. Okay. I have to be completely honest. We can okay. watch religious things because it is hard like with kids and stuff you know come around like 6 30 you know it's like everybody's winding down you know that's usually yeah. our tv time together as a family but instead mm-hmm. of utilizing that time to watch you know another episode of um you know big city greens or something, or something on something tv like that, yeah. yeah on disney plus or whatever um we're utilizing that time to watch like veggie tales yeah. <laughs> or well, um we've been really what we've gotten into the chosen everybody's kind of like into the chosen oh, right great now series. so absolutely is season yeah. three out i don't know i don't know we're in season one <laughs> You're in season one, okay. <laughs> you know, because uh, we only get like 40, you know, an episode's like 50 minutes long and we've got like an hour. So we're like, oh, it seems yeah. like it's a two-parter every night. Okay, um, but that fair. that fasting, um, that's going to help protect us from the lust of the flesh, you know. Yeah. And this is our weapon against the fe- yeah. um, flesh here yeah. with fasting, you know. So if you are giving something up, you know, yeah. whether that be uh, like food um, or an object like TV or yeah, um, social media or whatever that is, utilize that time to work back in the prayer. These things yeah. aren't supposed to work separately, yeah. but together. Well, and it's, I, I like how you you gave that example of um, there's a caveat like we can watch something 
religious. We can mm-hmm. watch something that's going to help us in our faith life. Yes. And so essentially what you've done is you've created TV time became prayer time as a family. Right. Which is very, I mean, that's very creative. And I have to, I mean. I'd love to say that like, oh, we're not watching TV. Instead, every night we're spending that time like praying a family rosary. We're not. You're not. You but know. you're still doing something. <laughs> we are something. watching them, you know. But no, but no, it's, it's good. I mean, that's not a bad thing. You're, you're still doing something to affect faith formation. Yes. It's just you're doing it through a mode and medium that is creative today, mm-hmm. especially that's going to maintain the attention of the age range. Yeah, age ranges that's, that's that you the have. Key. I mean, that's that's very creative, and that's uh, certainly something that again, again, it, it's it's pushing not just yourself but the whole family towards something better. Yeah, which is again, that's a blessing, and that's really again what I uh, one of the things I think in this time as we're looking at this time of Lent, if you haven't pushed yourself enough. Begin to push yourself further over these next couple weeks because there's still time to draw even closer to the Lord. Yes. And that's, I think, important. Well, I was just telling Daniel, um, early, our program coordinator, um, that I was like, man, like this year we gave up TV. And I said, I'm really missing like not giving up something that... Um, like sweets or yeah. uh, my morning coffee or yeah. um, y- something like that because I don't feel like I'm missing it uh-huh. all throughout the day. Like it only affects me that I gave up TV between the hours of like 6.30 p.m. and 9 sure. p.m. You know, sure. otherwise I don't miss it. But like during the day and it's like, well, you know, he said like, you're well, then it's not too late. Like give something, a, you know, yeah, dive something. deeper into mm-hmm. Lent. Um, and that's so beautiful um, that we can do that. So yeah. if we are fasting, we're combating those um sins of the flesh um when it comes to the threefold lust there um and then when we are praying we are combating that pride of life Mm -hmm. but to um combat the sins of the eyes Mm -hmm. um that threefold lust of the eyes things that we can see things that we want um Mm -hmm. you know when it comes to greed that's where alms come in Mm -hmm. and i feel like as cradle catholics we really fall off when it comes to alms i think in general we do especially uh, like we with, got prayer, we got fasting, yeah, especially um, when, when people are giving and now we give electronically, we don't even see it. You don't see it. And so th- I don't think there's as much, um, meaning sometimes to it. Yeah. And so that's why the rice bowls mm-hmm. are important. Yep. Um, these other forms that you can do, uh, another, uh, at, um, at St. Vincent and Cape where mm-hmm. I go, we're doing beatitude boxes. Oh, um, so uh, Father Rick's put that out to the parish, and they're just things that people are going to be needing, whether it's food, toiletries, whatever. And it's yeah. called a beatitude box. Cool. And um, so I, I liked how he linked it to the beatitudes. Right. Um, and he's encouraging us as parishioners to take these, go shop, bring it back, and yeah. then the parish will distribute it accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, through SVP down there to those in need. Uh, they'll also work with a brand new food pantry that is, uh, it's uh, awful to say, I mean, it's beautiful, it's huge. They yeah. Have a massive parking sad lot. Sad that they, they need that. That's the where I was going. It's sad that they need it, but I'm so thankful for that it's all there. of the development and reinvestment that they've made into that facility. It truly is a, a, a big blessing. It's sad that it's still needed. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of the things, too, is that this is a chance to, again, find those additional ways right because again to me when you when you give electronically and eh, just it comes out you don't see it there's right. no like you know you're doing it but there's i don't know that it means as much i don't know did your kids hand the put the little 
check into the basket every week? Do yeah, they... we still do that. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people give electronically, but having little kids at home, they really look forward to putting the envelope in the basket. I did too, man. I did. <laughs> yeah, I and mean... whichever kid's like behaving the best in mass, like gets to do it. So Uh-oh. there's a little bit of a. <laughs> well, I'm gonna sit real still. <laughs> yeah, it's never yeah. Eli. <laughs> It's always the girls. That's all right. Um, you know. Yeah, you throw know. him a bone one time. It's okay. And yeah, he every once in a while gets to, like the that time he fell collection. asleep. <laughs> he gets the second collection. That's right. Yeah. There you go. You um, but the alms, like what you're saying about, like you're not seeing it. So my dad was like the morning 32 ounce soda kind of guy oh, okay. um, growing up. And so like the rice bowls, when we came at home, like that was really easy for him yeah. to go, nope, I'm not going to get my morning soda. You know, yeah. I'm not, that's 99 cents. And he would put, put that in. in the rice bowl because, you know, we had a cash transaction yeah. kind of thing and he could you know you obviously see, see it. it and put yeah. it in his rice bowl every morning now yeah. that it's sliding the card for the dollar sodi you you, you don't, don't have that it. cash on hand and you can't really like do yeah. that as easily so um you but it you still don't you still have to do it. Yeah. You know, alms is still one of those pillars, of even though pillars. we've kind of made it more difficult in this electronical um, society yeah. when it comes to money and that. Yeah. We've made we, it easier to it, give. To give. But uh, we lose sight of it. Yes. Because, we, again, it's it's that visual. You know, right. like you said, the kids enjoy, part of the reason they enjoy is the physical act of giving. Yes. There's that physical element. When you think about charity, you think about service, you think, think about that. There's a physical element to it. And when you eliminate that physical element, it just, to me, and maybe that's me personally, I just don't know that it resonates the same way. I think it does for some. Mm-hmm. Please understand, I'm not saying, I don't want to speak generalities, that it right. doesn't mean this to everyone, but I think it is that that chance to step back and say, put the rice bowl on the table. Right. Because it becomes that visual, you know, thing. but. Again, so, like at you our slide house. your card. Right. You don't have the 50 cents change that you carry around in your pocket. To throw in the rice bowl. It's right. Exactly so like right. at our house, that rice bowl is sitting there. Um, and um, it seems like every Lent, I'm doing exactly what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's time to turn in the rice bowl. And I'm like, there's nothing in the rice bowl. And I write a check for 20 bucks. Oh, okay. And I send yeah. it to school. That's not the point. The point yeah. was is that in the morning, instead of getting that sodi, yeah. you were not getting it, and yeah. you were giving that money to the poor. To the poor, not yep. just writing a check. So, like at mm-hmm. our house, like the rice bowl is still sitting there, and now what we do is we earn funds for them. Oh wow! You're gonna put the silverware away from me in the dishwasher. Here's a quarter, and throw it in the rice bowl. Oh wow! You know, you want to you know help, uh, clean off the stairs, dust the windows, or you know, wow. Windex okay. the windows, dust the banister, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here's a dollar, and mm-hmm. and consider giving that you know teaching the kids you know to throw that into the rice bowl um yeah that's a good idea you know and then see how much you know it's a little bit of a competition you know see which kid can put contribute contribute like the most most into the rice bowl it's really Um, interesting but you know as adults there's still other ways that we can do that maybe instead of sliding that card for that morning soda that morning coffee you can still offer that up and then at the end of the month that money that you would have saved go ahead and write that check or when you're grocery shopping you know this lent pick up a few extra canned food items let the kids pick them out yeah you know this is a great opportunity to get them involved as well throw them in the basket you know and then put them in these beatitude boxes drop it off at your local food pantry so that you can see the people that you are helping and make that connection you know um a lot of pregnancy resource centers they're um you know i know here ours in town um even after the overturning of roe v wade they are busier than ever now Um, so when you're buying diapers for the kids buying formula whatever baby food whatever yeah 
grab an extra, yeah. you know, take it to your local pregnancy resource center, see mm-hmm. those moms that are hurting that you can yeah. physically help give those alms this Lent. And that's how we combat that lust of eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, that other threefold lust, you know, if you yeah. don't have an attachment to money, you can't be greedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if you don't have an attachment to yeah. clothing, you know, uh, we run a thrift, thrift store here store. Yeah. and I see donate. people. And this is a chance to go back, donate, go and, donate and, it. And, and also I think you touched on something there is that a way to, you know, time, talent, and treasure. Where where can you give more? Certainly, uh, I think in a lot of ways, we throw treasure at stuff thinking that that's just going to fix it. No. But money doesn't fix everything. You, we have to have people who give the of their time and their talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're blessed here to have amazing volunteers, yes. both in the store and in youth ministry. I mean, shoot, last night we had five young adults at youth group to help with the to regular help, high school yeah, that's amazing school see kids. they don't have the alms to give they don't have physical money to give because they're the poor money. college students no. they're probably eating ramen yeah. you some know? of them are brand new in their careers I mean some are like you know yeah. Abby and Luke and but again, they're they're not. They're giving their time. They're giving their time. And you can give your and time. You can't donate to the food pantry. Go, go serve. Serve. Go I mean, offer to help. You know, um, do the soup kitchen. Go offer to help organize the food pantry. That's one of the best ways because, in that moment, I, I think when we when we expose ourselves to that form of service, especially in service to the poor, yeah, we begin to un you know I guess peel back that that understanding of possessions because mm-hmm. you see people in need yeah and you begin to realize like man the stuff i have i take for granted yeah we uh when when we were recruiting for operation overhaul yeah right we we were talking about mr sylvester from last year yes and how he did not have a shower and so Mm -hmm. and we asked every group that we went to see every classroom who who here has a shower in their house and of course everybody's hands go right i got two and it Exactly. Some people, the most we found was four. Wow. Um, okay. There were two people out of 10 classes or 11 classes that had four. Uh, but anyway, something we take for granted is a luxury for them. You know, and I, I we gave that, we talked about Mr. Sylvester. Mm-hmm. And so we told him about how he was an 87-year-old widower. He'd worked his whole life. He raised his family. He was a man of faith. And he just could never afford to put a shower in. Yeah. And how as an organization. Yeah. And how we as an organization built that for him. And I think that it kind of opened up the kids eyes to like, oh, wow, something I have in my house, people in poverty like like may not even have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that when you go serve, you know, at SVDP, at the food pantries, at the soup kitchens, wherever you're going, I, I think it does open your eyes to the need of others yeah and and hopefully opens your heart to more mm-hmm. i mean you know that's a, one of the things that i absolutely love about our organization you mm-hmm. know being vincentians um we are called to serve you know whether that yeah. be serving people through our thrift store um or uh, the work that we do within our youth ministry you know yeah. the sos's and the yeah. you know our um, week-long service trip that you're talking about here um it really does give you that reality check that yeah. you might s- need for your own spiritual sure um happiness and you know prayer life and that but it's also helping others in the process so we are bringing these together the prayer the fasting and And the the alms giving you know it's not just to pick one of these things it is all of them them. and through practicing all of them you can deepen your faith absolutely and And your relationship with god one of the things i was going to share here too is that you know as we talk about prayer as part of that sometimes people are like well i've prayed but god doesn't answer my prayers and, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, 
Um, just like roll my eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, they saw that on, on on the screen now. They they can actually see the stuff now. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but not that you saw. Yeah. <laughs> so Saint Thomas said, "God answers your prayers." It just how do you say that? God answers them, and yes, not right now. And I have something better. Correct. Yep. Yep. So St. Thomas said that the reason God isn't answering or isn't answering the prayer is for two, three reasons. One, we asked inconsistently. Mm. So I ask and then I, I stop asking. Um, it's not the person or, that knocked once on that door. It's the person that didn't stop knocking. Yeah. Two, we have not asked for what is truly good for us. Mm-hmm. So. And um, which I think is hard. Sometimes we really want like what we want. Oh, Lord, please let me win the lottery. Yeah. I'll be so much better. Yeah, mm, exactly. Would you? Yeah, who knows? And then, com- so inconsistently, again, two, what's not good for us? And three, we've completely stopped asking at all. Like, we don't even bother to ask. Yeah. And that's kind of getting into that apathy and things that we've talked about in terms of, you know, being lukewarm and, and where we just stop participating. And the, that harms that prayer life. So, again, if you found yourself being lukewarm this Lent, this is a chance to become more consistent mm-hmm. really pray and discern and ask god to help you understand maybe what's truly good for you right um and then continue to ask keep knocking at that door mm-hmm. you know again god will at some point bring to light what is going to be best you know for you for your family uh, along the way but it takes time because you have to listen not just you know sitting there during the time of prayer listen at mass yeah. Listen to the homily. Listen to the readings. Listen to to your coworkers, your friends, your family members, because they may be saying something to mm-hmm. you that's communicating something important for you to hear. So uh, keep asking, but again, listen for the different ways by which God's going to reach back. So, mm-hmm. you know, this time um, here during Lent, again, these three pillars that we have are so important to us. But before we end. Yeah. You have a quote. Is Always. that correct? Uh, yes, I did help on this particular one. You did. Um, you found this quote. I did. Uh, St. Leo the Great, Pope and Doctor of the Church. Yep. Doctor of the Church, uh, partly because of um, the eloquency. Ooh, threw a big word in there. It was kind of like concupiscence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to try it one more time. Um, but because of how eloquently he wrote mm-hmm. um, and... And the depth by which he wrote um, is why he's considered a doctor of the church. So 480, right, right around this time, I believe. So, yeah, this quote's like, I don't know, 16, 1700, more than that, 1800 years old. Right. It's, it's pretty closer to 2000 than 1000. Yeah. A yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, so St. Louis the Great says, um, because in prayer, faith remains steadfast. In fasting, life remains innocent. And in almsgiving, the mind remains calm. Wow. Well, thank you. That's why we do it. That's (laughs) why we do it. As always, everyone, thank you so much for joining us, uh, both online here and on the podcast, on uh, YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, As always, please uh, consider uh, becoming a patron of our show, but be sure to like, subscribe, share, and uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Practicing Catholic.